Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again so for joining and enjoy today's message. We're going to get into the book First John chapter 1, and that's going to set the tone for the uh for my message tonight. So book of 1 John chapter 1, we're going to read the entire chapter. It's only 10 verses, and uh, I'm reading out of the uh, English Standard Version here. When you're there, someone say amen. Amen. It's also going to be up on the screens as well, so you do have that available here. And so, all right, so in the book of 1 John chapter 1, it reads as such, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest, and we have seen it, and testified to it, and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the Father, and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we also proclaim to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Continues on in verse 5 here. Um, this, mess, this is the message we have heard from Him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Someone say all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word is not in us. Amen. So it is, uh, like I said, a, a great opportunity here to be the word. So not only here in person, but, you know, as we've evolved here, we even have uh, this production of sorts um, watching on Facebook Live. We have an audience there that started, um, you know, just in the midst of this pandemic here. It was a, me- uh, a medium for us to continue to spread the gospel. And there, that's actually what we're going to be getting into tonight is productions. And there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. Uh, but let's talk about productions. Uh, it's safe to say that we all watch some sort of production here, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, a TV show, uh, something uh, uh, on a podcast. We, we watch something and, you know, it didn't always used to be so immersive as it was today. How many of you guys remember the uh, maybe in school learning about the first days of radio broadcasts? You ever see those old-timey pictures of people sitting around the radio? Man, that must have sucked. Nash kid. <laughs> but, you know, there was just, that was the whole thing. We'd gather around, there was that famous broadcast, War of the Worlds. Um, you know, you just see families in different, uh, it's photographed uh, throughout history. Just uh, families gathered around the radio. That was their source of broadcast. That was the productions they were able to bear witness to. And then eventually television came into play here. And, you know, it started off simple, black and white, then it evolved into color. Then, you know, you get your on-screen graphics into what it is now. Um, you know, and a lot of us probably don't even have cable now, which was unheard of maybe 20, 30 years ago. Everyone had television, but now everyone's cutting the cord. 
Uh, you know, we have more than TV shows. We have YouTube channels, Netflix series, Facebook and Instagram personalities that we follow, that we like their content. We have podcasts like we do at our church, and they all have a purpose. The purpose of this broadcast right here on Facebook Live or even on the, uh, on the Real Faith Radio platform is to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. We're doing it not in the name of Praise Chapel. We're not doing it in the name of Pastor R. We're not doing it in my name. We're not doing it in any of our names. We're doing it in the name of Jesus Christ. That is the purpose of this production here. That's all it is. And so with that here, there's all these different sources. All these different productions have purposes in creating these, curating these contents. We can be producers of content. We can even just put a text on social media. We can put a Facebook post about what we're feeling. Uh, if you guys are familiar with Facebook, um, you know there's that section that says, what's on your mind? It gives you the ability of free speech at a moment's notice. I mean, for the most part, but it gives you the power of free speech at a moment's notice. Um, so with this, and I want you to kind of catch it here. Don't lose me here. There's a point to all this. Uh, the ways in which production have productions have been published has changed so much over the last 20, 30, 40 years, greatly now to what it is now. But there's one particular thing that, you know, maybe you guys notice or maybe you guys don't. Um, I mean, media, so I, I have the appreciation for it, you know, watching different programs. But um, there's one thing, whether it's a production or any kind of creative project for that matter, um, involving a team, um, the best productions come together when everyone involved captures the vision of the director. And so with that here, you know, the director sets the tone of the production and he creates the narrative and only the way that they are going to understand the most. You know, you have these, uh, you know, these famous movies by Steven Spielberg, uh, Christopher Nolan, uh, just to name a few here. Um, you have Christopher Nolan with the Dark Knight trilogy. You have uh, Jurassic Park with Steven Spielberg. Uh, but with that, they had a vision in mind uh, for those movies. They had a, a way of seeing all these scenes, all these different shots that were going to be used for the production. They had a specific vision. You see, sometimes everyone involved, whether it's the camera guys, uh, the producers, the actors, um, they may not fully get it. You know, you have a uh, weird guys like Tim Burton, you know, like uh, that's done all those crazy movies, uh, Charlie Chalk Factory, Pirates of the Caribbean, whatever. Um, he's a weird dude. So I'm pretty sure there's a lot of points in his movies where everyone involved is like, what the heck is he talking about? What does he want me to do? Like, what the heck is it going to look like? They don't get the full picture of what's going on. But they follow the lead of the director. And with that, when everyone follows the lead of the director, that's when the best productions come out. And so with this, I liken this to our walk with God. You see, our greatest victories are going to come when we follow God's direction for our lives. You see, we don't understand everything that God directs us to do. If we did, we would think we would need God. You see, but when we place our faith and trust in Him, we're able to follow the will that He has for His life. And it's a perfect will for our lives. Even when we don't get the full picture, we stay involved, we stay committed, we follow His direction for our lives, and God takes care of the rest in the midst of everything. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 uh, verses 9 through 12, it reads, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. You see, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I, I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now, we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now, I know in part, 
then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So, as I've mentioned here, we don't have the full picture of what God has in store for our lives. That's where our dependency for God comes into our lives. But if we're consistent, someone say consistent. If we are consistent with following God's direction in our lives, we are going to save ourselves from a lot of needless conflict. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 5 through 9 says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes his flesh, makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. And man, we don't, we don't have everything really set up for success here, being in the desert already. Uh, but it continues on to say here, uh, He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness and in uninhabited salt lamp. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. For its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? You see, tonight is going to serve two different purposes. Tonight should serve as a reminder for us already walking in Christ, who have been walking with Christ maybe for a period of time, and also education for those who are just taking those steps with Christ. But I will say, even for the ones that, of, that think we're seasoned, that we've been doing this for a while, you know, we can often find ourselves unable to follow God's direction for our lives as He's given us. Uh, so tonight, I want to narrow down and provide some insight of what are some things that cause us to stop following the direction of God uh, in our lives. So the first thing that stops us from following God's direction, from going under the director, if I can say this, um, is we lack fellowship with God. Someone say fellowship. You see, it's the whole thing of Praise Chapel Christian Fellowship. It's the name of our fellowship. We abbreviate it. We put PCLV, PCCCF. You have all these different churches. They abbreviate it. But the fellowship remains. That is inbred. That is the history of our fellowship. It's something that we're conditional. We know fellowship. It's something that is a great part of our, our church and our community. Uh, we have that personal relationship. At least we should be having that personal relationship with others. We call each other brothers and sisters in Christ. So we know that. We know to have friendships. We know to have uh, relationships with those around us, with our pastors, uh, with our spouses. You see, but we need to have this same kind of fellowship with God. We have to spend time with God in order to gain appreciation and motivation to follow His direction for our lives. Um, we're going to go back to uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 3. We're going to break this down here. Um, if we go back to verse 3, it says that, Indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, with this here, we can think about it. We take fellowship with God for granted. We take a relationship with God for, to, for granted. I mean, there's some cultures that still, um, that's a profound idea to them. They have like a reverence or a fear of God, but they think they can't connect to God. But especially in this time frame, the idea of fellowship was profound to everyone that was reading John's letter because they highly, they already knew the value of, of fellowship with each other. They knew the value of connecting with one another. It was the Greek word uh, konokia, I believe. Um, but they, they had such an appreciation for personal fellowship with each other. So when John was writing this to them and saying that they could have this same kind of fellowship that we have with each other with God the Father, they thought it was incredible. It was like the most profound thing that they've ever heard. 
They thought it was just unfathomable. They'd never thought that God would come down to their level, so to speak, and have a relationship with him. You see, we cannot undervalue fellowship with our Father. If there's any lack of fellowship with God, it's our doing. It's our fault. Someone say it's on us. You see, because in verse 5 it says in that same chapter, it says, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So what that's meaning to say is that God is, is faultless of this. God is pure of sin. It's meaning so God's always going to make himself available to you. God's always going to be faithful to you and give you the time of day at any given moment. We have that availability with God, and we often forget that. Now, as on our part of things, we can often forget God in the midst of it. Sometimes we just go without it, and so that's where, you know, you often hear this about this in counseling and, you know, just even just in your personal friendships, you know, like friendships, relationships are like a plant. If you don't water them, they eventually die. And so the same thing can be said about our relationship, our fellowship with God. If we don't water, if we don't have consistent fellowship and nurturing with God, eventually it will die out and we'll have a spiritual death. And, you know, part of it too is like if we don't have consistent fellowship with God, you know, it could honestly feel a little awkward here. You know, maybe some of you guys are new to God, or maybe it's something that we haven't been doing as often as we like. You, you ever uh, meet someone for the first time and it feels awkward? You just don't know what to talk about? It's like, hey, what's going on, buddy? Do um, you like food? Uh, um, oh, you have t-shirts too? I, I wear t-shirts, you know. So that's how we, that's how we can honestly be with God. Hey, God, um, wow, you're really big. Um, man, uh, th- thank you for giving me a paycheck. That was, that was really cool. Um, you know, Sunday service was really good. Um, well, that was great, God. All right, I'll see you later. But you see, we can have, if we're not in constant communication with God, we, can, we have those awkward moments there when we first start off there. But I'm here to tell you guys, whether it's, it's been a while or maybe you're just getting used to praying to God and having that fellowship with God, it gets better and better. Those awkward beginnings turn into beautiful moments of intimacy with God. And it all comes with consistency. Someone say consistency. You see, uh, let's continue on here. Let's go back to First uh, John chapter 1. Um, we're going to go to verse 6. It says, If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. You see, with this here, you know, and this is something that maybe you're doing right now just as you're hearing me speak and you're hearing, you know, like I said, God speaking um, in the midst of all this. We have to examine ourselves when we say to others that we have a relationship with God. That's what this verse is saying right here. We convince ourselves oftentimes that just because we accepted God, that we have, you know, that we accepted Him into our heart, we did the salvation called the sinner's prayer, we think that that means we have a relationship with God. A lot of cultures believe that. Just because you do this right here, you know, there's always the once saved, always saved. Um, They think that, well, that means I'm good with God for the rest of my life. You know, we're always going to be chill. He's always going to be good with me, you know. But the thing is, if we don't honestly turn to a true fellowship with God, you know, we're going to find ourselves honestly in danger of hearing those dreaded words, you know, come judgment day. Depart from me, for I never knew you. So this right here is just lip service. This right here is just entering them in. But we have to nurture our fellowship. We have to consistently be walking with God in order to maintain true fellowship with Him. So the first thing, once again, that stops us from following God's direction for our lives is that we lack, or God's direction is that we lack fellowship. 
So the second thing that stops us from following God's direction is that we want to be the director. We want to go ahead and sit down on the chair. We want to put the throne. We want to get in cruise control. You know, we want to put our hands on the wheel. Oftentimes, that's what hold us, holds us back is because we want to be the director, the author of our salvation, of our destiny, and we refuse to submit to God uh, with them. You know, there's the story of Jonah. I'm sure many of you guys are familiar. Uh, uh, God had called Jonah to, to minister to Nineveh, to get the people of Nineveh to repent. Uh, but Jonah had his own direction for his life. He had his own idea of what his life was going to be. And so with that, he just completely refused to follow the call of God on his life. And where did it catch him? In the belly of the whale. And with that, it was only when Jonah pleaded with the Lord to save him and vowed to follow the direction of God that Jonah was able to get out of that predicament. You see, it's when we follow the direction of God in our lives that we avoid, once again, that unnecessary conflict in our lives. Um, now, I'm not here to say that when you follow God's direction that everything's always going to be sunshine and rainbows. There's a lot of trust here. Sometimes, you know, you find ourselves here. I'm sorry, it's a, a spoiler alert for some of you. You know, I know some of y'all get crazy about that. Even when, you know, the game's going on during church and someone gives you the square, like, ah, I want to watch the game and see for myself. But with that here, you know, it's something where it's going to, we're going to have to trust God. You know, I used that comparison before where we had these very peculiar directors, so to speak, in film and in television, um, where it may not make the fullest sense. And sometimes you have these method actors doing some insane stuff. Um, staying in the character, fasting, dieting, doing all these crazy things, trusting that the director has the best idea in store. And so sometimes God takes us through those valleys. And with that, that's where we have to put our trust in the hands of the director of our lives. So what was the first thing, once again, that stops us? We lack fellowship. And the second thing we just did right now, we want to be the director. Amen, amen. So the third thing here that stops us from following God's direction for our lives is that we have creative differences with God. And how many of you guys have ever heard that phrase before, creative differences? You know, if you guys follow the news and entertainment, you know, you'll see like a good movie's going to come out and they're all working in it and getting through the production. But then somewhere down the line, whether it's the actor, the director, they're, they're, they leave the project. It's like, well... Unfortunately, because it created differences, so-and-so, Brad Pitt's going to leave the project. He's going to do Bambi. I don't know. Uh, they, the, so creative differences, though, is meaning that these individuals did not see eye-to-eye with the director of that film or that project. You see, as I've mentioned before, there's oftentimes that when we hear the direction of God, not necessarily that we refuse it, but that we don't see eye-to-eye with God. We question God's direction for our lives. And we try to align God's will for our lives with our own will. So basically, we try to take it into our own understanding. Um, There's also this uh, portion of scripture here. uh, It's too much to read right now, but in Numbers 20, if you guys are familiar with it, um, Moses had already led the Israelites out of Egypt. And so but prior to all this, so of course, we know the story of Moses. Moses comes and meets God in the burning bush. And, you know, in the midst of that, there's some initial hesitations and reluctance. Um, you know, the prince of Egypt makes it all pretty like Moses is like, okay, God, I'm going to follow you. But in, if you look at the text, he continues to talk back with God. And 
God's anger just boils with him. But he uses him in the midst of that. He uses his brother Aaron to speak to Pharaoh. Um, but Moses continues to follow God in the midst of that. He leads the Israelites out of Egypt. He parts the Red Sea and leads them out. Uh, but with these moments here, there's a moment where Moses didn't see eye to eye. He had created differences with God. And so in Numbers 20, there's this passage of Scripture where the Israelites are just complaining like they always do. How, how many know that? Amen. Kids, man. Can. But with that here, so the Israelites are complaining about a lack of water. They're in the desert. They've been just traveling and traveling. And so God gives direction to Moses to uh, get water out of the rock. But he only tells Moses to strike the rock once. He only tells him to strike the rock once. Eventually, it gets to the point where Moses' frustration with the Israelites and with God gets to the point where he was supposed to speak to the rock a second time. He was supposed to wait on the God and just speak to the rock. But with Moses' frustration, he strikes the rock again. Now, God meets him there, and he pours water out from the rock. But it comes down to it later on as, of course, they get to the promised land, that Moses is led to the promised land, but he's not allowed to enter. And so that's where God's frustration and disappointment with Moses continues. You see, um, there was a specific word that was given to Moses. And God gives us specific words in certain circumstances here. I want you to wait on this. I, I want you to forgive that person here. And sometimes we take liberties. We take creative differences with God. Well, God, um, you know, I really don't want to forgive that person. But, I mean, I'm not going to be mean to them either. So we, we, that's our creative differences. It's like, hey, I'm not treating them like, like dirt anymore, you know, but I'm not going to be chummy with them either. Or, you know, where it's like where God calls us to one ministry, we, start, we take like a pathway ministry. You know, maybe God wants you to minister to someone that's struggling, you know, in your, in your workplace. Um, but for that, it's like, you know, what, I'm just going to give them a flyer, you know, just give them a flyer. Uh, but God's been pressing a word, and so we meet God halfway with that. We have those creative differences. And so with that here, as we compare this parallel here, um, when Moses got to the promised land, he went down a fork in the road. At that point, the road shifted because um, Moses was under the intention or under the expectancy that he was going to be able to enter the promised land with the Israelites. But only Joshua ended up uh, entering the promised land. And so with that here... God continued to God was continuously faithful to God in the midst of all that, but it wasn't at that point because of his uh, lack of obedience, his creative differences, that uh, he wasn't able to see the promised lands. And so, with that here, as I wrap up right here, um, you know, there's always that saying here that I think that actually Pastor uh, Mike Neville used to say, you know, preach what the seats can handle. And so, with that here, you know, I know it was Wednesday one night, and I didn't want to go over and just ramble or anything like that but with that i know you know the best messages come when they minister to yourself first and foremost and this is something that is always a constant reminder for us as individuals you know oftentimes especially with when it comes down to having fellowship with god having fellowship with god you know comes easier to some of us than it does to others some of us especially that don't read or don't like to read you know we can find that part of our faith walk difficult and you know when there's so much like entertainment that, you know, the world tries to throw out and whatnot, we can huddle to that much more than we can to God's word. We'd rather be entertained by, by a screen, by someone else's production with their own agendas than follow God's narrative for our lives. And that's where we do have to be careful with what, things that we are pouring out, what 
because there are narratives that people are coming out with. You know, I'm sure some of you have seen that Facebook picture where it's like, the, you only see what the media wants you to see. And so with that here, you know, we have to be careful where it's like, when we go through God's word, when we follow this narrative, follow this production, this word of God, this living word of God, the narrative is always great. When we follow the narrative of the media and the production, it can go all sorts of directions, all sorts of perverse directions here. You have all these artistic projects that have these hidden messages here. You get into conspiracy theories. You get into all of that garbage just filling us up with all this filthy content. And so with that here, that's, this is where we need to cling to the Word. This is where we need to have that fellowship and FaceTime with God. This is where we need to have that daily communion with Christ. So that way we continue to stay on the pathway and follow the direction for our lives. Because if we follow God's direction for us, He'll never leave us void. No matter how rough life seems, no matter how difficult the challenges or the road lies ahead of us, God will continue to lead us in the right way. Amen? Amen. Let's all stand up here. Amen. So it was a great time here with the Word here. And you know... Um, we, uh, we did this song early for worship, um, you know, Build My Life, and um, I think at the time, you know, it sounded like a good song on paper, but as I prepared this and even got closer tonight, I realized how timely us doing that song tonight really was, you know, because some of us are built on loose gravel, we're built on sand, Our, we lack a solid foundation in Christ, and maybe that's where some of us, you know, don't even have that foundation to begin with. And so as we just bow our heads and just uh, in reverence of God and just of, of decisions that may need to be made right now, uh, we want to start off with this, this first call. Um, maybe some of you are, that are here don't have a foundation in God whatsoever. We, maybe some of us here lack an understanding of who God is. We haven't had that personal fellowship with God just yet. I'm here to tell you that it's honestly the best relationship that you'll ever have. It's the best fellowship that you will ever have. You know, I talked about these uh, moments of awkwardness that we can have with God that, you know, it may sound funny, but are honestly true. You know, we can feel just like, just confused. We don't know how to talk to God. We just get frustrated. We just give up. Because we, we get embarrassed of ourselves, we, we feel like we can't praise, we can't talk to God a certain way, we can't um, just have these conversations with God that we see others do in church, that we just want to give up, or we, uh, we get frustrated because we try to read God's Word, we try to go through a, a Bible plan that we saw on the Bible app, and you know because we like that understanding in certain parts, we just get frustrated with that too. We just give up so easily. But I'm here to tell you, it, whether you've... Uh, You've never given God the chance, or maybe you gave up a while ago. I'm telling you, you follow the lead of God in, in your life, it'll be, again, just the, the best relationship you've ever had. And so if you don't have that relationship with God right now, or maybe it's been a while and you need to come back to the Lord, just come here to the altar. You know, there's no pressure on it. This is between you and God. Everything else melts away right here. Um, you know, there's just this moment of intimacy with God. And so if that's you, just come to the altar and just find some face time with God right now.